Today on episode number 628 of the School of Podcasting, we have a really cool because of my podcast story. Wait till you hear what's happened in just two short years. And there's been some common podcasting mistakes that I see popping up, and I want to make sure that you are not doing these. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you massage your message. I help you tackle that technology, face your fears right in the eyes, and get you on the road to podcasting in the right way by flattening the learning curve. The website is schoolofpodcasting.com. I got a little coupon code for you. It is Listener, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. And I'm giving that to you because, well, yeah, you guessed it. You're a listener. That'll save you 20% off either a monthly or yearly subscription. Or if you want to buy a class a la carte, it is all there. And I always like to start off the show with what I call a because of my podcast story. And it's simply this. If you can answer the question, hey, Dave, because of my podcast, I got to blank. And it's something that wouldn't have happened except you had a podcast. I would love to hear from you. Simply go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. And this particular Because of My Podcast story warms my heart. Hey, Dave, this is Haley Radke from the podcast Adoptees On. And I'm sending you this message to tell you uh, because of my podcast story. So I'm adopted and I was adopted as an infant and always wondered about my biological parents. And fast forward, I have um, found them both. I was in a brief reunion with my first mother and have been in reunion with my biological father now for seven and a half years. And I have three younger half siblings. Well, something that people don't really know about being adopted and finding your biological parents is that it's really challenging to build a relationship and maintain a healthy relationship with someone who you're genetically related to and similar, likely, in traits that might surprise you, and yet you're complete strangers. And so reunion is often referred to as a roller coaster ride. It didn't work out with my first mom. She cut off contact um, with my dad. I have been in lots of therapy and ups and downs. All that to say, that's the backstory for I was in reunion, had gone through all these ups and downs, and because I'm a podcast junkie, like since they started, I've been listening, I am an avid, avid podcast listener, and I was looking for a show, of course, about reunion and navigating the adoptee life, and I just couldn't find one, and so I was like... I'm mostly technologically savvy. I'm sure I could figure this out. And so I investigated how do you do a podcast? And um, actually, some of my favorite podcasters had both done an episode on their back end. One of them is uh, sort of awesome, and another is the podcast. And so following their lead, I bought a... Blue Yeti off of 
Kijiji, which is like Craigslist. And I found a few friends on Twitter that I knew were adopted. And I asked, hey, can I interview you? And thus my show began two years ago. And now I have over 75 episodes. I have over 80 Patreon supporters, which almost pays fully for my website hosting. I have an editor. I'm not making a profit by any stretch. Like I'm basically breaking even, but with an editor, which is amazing. I've been able to go to two different conferences where I had people come up to me to be excited to meet me. And I felt like kind of a celebrity, which is so funny because you know, I'm a podcaster in my basement. Like, I'm not a celebrity. And then recently, my husband and I traveled to San Francisco just for a um, five day vacation, kid free. It was awesome. But I planned a podcast meetup because I know I have a lot of listeners in California. And I had 11 listeners come and meet my husband and I. And we had a great time just chatting and getting to know each other. And they were all adopted, you know, and it was just such a cool experience to build community in person. And like people traveled from out of state to come to California to meet um, my husband and I. We're, we actually live in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And like none of those things would have ever happened except for the fact that I have a podcast. I also am able to interview therapists who are adoptees themselves. And so they know exactly what it's like to live as an adopted person. And when I interview them, it's like free therapy. (laughs) And recently I was in a bit of a crisis situation and um, I posted about it in my secret Facebook group that I have for Patreon supporters. And one of the therapists messaged me and said, hey, you want to jump on a call? I'm happy to talk you through this. And like all of those things, all of the connections and friendships and things I've built None of that would have happened without my podcast. And I have just learned so much from you, Dave, and from Elsie and Jess of She Podcasts, and also Rob and Elsie on the feed. And it's amazing to me that there is such this beautiful indie podcasting community who are willing to support each other and give insider info for free on shows just like yours to help support someone like me who literally bought that, you know, blue Yeti off of Kijiji, um, just, and had a sort of a dream. And I had no idea the impact my show would make. Um, just to wrap up, let me tell you that I've had several people send messages to me saying that my show has helped save marriages. I've had people message me saying that they were suicidal and no one had ever understood their experiences until they heard interviews on my show of people just like them. And I've heard from multiple, multiple people who say that my show has changed their life. What better feedback can you get than that? It was, it just, it's so humbling And um, yeah, so I just hit two years. My 
latest milestone is 125,000 downloads altogether. Um, but most of my shows have about a thousand downloads an episode, um, which I just never imagined. I remember being so excited when my download counter hit a hundred. <laughs> so um, the time and love and energy I've invested in my show has paid off so big and I could never have imagined um, the impact it would have. Thanks for letting me share my story with you and thank you again so much for all you do to support indie podcasters. Haley, thank you so much. Find her show at adoptees and that's adopt and then throw EES on that adoptees on.com. And I love when you go to her about page, it says now I'm making the podcast I needed to hear when I was feeling alone and like the only one in the world struggling with the grief of losing my biological family. And this is what I would say when you make a podcast and you're a person that's sitting there thinking I'm the only person going through this, you're not. And if you put out your show, you'll find others who not only are going through through the same thing, but can help you. I love this because of my podcast story. That's awesome. And one of the things you heard Haley say that's making her podcast more fun. That's right. She has an editor. And so if somebody asks me right now, hey, how do you make money in podcasting? It's easy. Start an editing business. And that's why I want to tell you about the podcast engineering school because the early day pricing ends in August. And look at the calendar. You got like a week left. This is really such a great place. Podcast engineering school the new semester starts in September, but again, early bird pricing is going away very soon. Now, what are you going to learn? The program includes live. And by that, I mean live. It's there with your other fellow students and Chris Curran. And you're going to learn through interactive online training. Plus, you're going to learn through two mentoring sessions with Chris, just you and him to make sure that you're a good fit. There are major discounts on software plugins. I mean, major, like hundreds of dollars kind of savings. You'll also have lifetime access to the Podcast Engineering School closed community. You also actually get a certificate of completion. You can see all the program details in the full list of teaching topics. Simply go to podcastengineeringschool.com. Now, last week, because I'm actually taking this class now, Chris went into the many different ways that you can fire up the internet to do an interview if that's something you want to do. We went into the hardware. So if you like look at all these mixers and you see all those buttons, you're like, what do they do? We're slowly picking them off. It's like, look, you can use a direct out. You can use a Focus 2i2. You can do this, get a separate laptop, all this stuff, and you plug it in and everybody sounds awesome. That's really the key here is he wants you to sound great. And if you're like, well, is this really for me? Well, it's it's for individuals who want to earn money as an independent podcast editor or producer or an engineer. It's also for people who just want to produce their own show at a professional level. And so you're going to be equipped to start your own podcast production company or to be hired as an employee of maybe another production company. You're going to be able to produce podcasts at the best possible sound quality and produce episodes in less time. And so you're going to end up with expert audio skills, as well as knowledge and techniques that are far beyond almost everyone else that's creating a podcast. Again, the new classes start September 18th. It runs through October 30th. It's weekly, two-hour classes, live. And again, if you go right now, 
you can catch the early bird pricing. So again, the Podcast Engineering School, you can learn to engineer and produce podcasts at a professional level and then earn a great living part-time or full-time or just make your own shows sound better. Check it out, podcastengineeringschool.com. Thank you, Chris Kern, for sponsoring the School of Podcasting. Last week, I did an episode on imposter syndrome. I'll actually be in the future. I will be on Podcast Envy. This is a uh, a podcast about podcasting. And I was brought on as a guest to talk about imposter syndrome. And that really got me going as to why I have imposter syndrome. And so if you haven't heard that, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 627. And now it's one of those things like when you, you buy a blue car, and then everywhere you look, everybody's driving a blue car. And so everywhere I'm looking around now, I'm seeing examples of imposter syndrome. So I want to play one more here. And this is from Dennis Miller. Now, if you're not familiar with Dennis Miller, he was on Saturday Night Live, babe, from 1985 to 1991. He also did the Dennis Miller show. Now, that only lasted seven months, but he then did uh, the Dennis Miller show live from 1995 to 2002 on HBO, oh yeah, and they won five Emmy Awards. That's pretty cool. Then after that, he hosted a three-hour radio show on Westwood One from 2007 to 2015. So again, this is showing success because he didn't get fired after like two months or something like that. He's also had shows on CNBC. He's done featured spots on many different telephone, uh, television shows and Comedy Central, they did a poll and he was, he's now listed as number 21 on the greatest comedians of all time. They have like a top 100 chart and listen, this is from a uh, one it's his new podcast is called the Dennis Miller option. And he was talking about how, you know, as a father and as a husband, he feels pretty solid on what he can stand on. But when he talks about celebrities, he's like, yeah, I get a little wobbly. There are certain things that I can take a stand on and not feel wobbly. As far as being whatever, a celebrity or a, uh, uh, you know, in show business is, complete wobbliness. Whenever, uh, from the moments I'm with some people who are famous, uh, I can uh, do my little patter because I, I get endorphined up and I, I have reasonably alacrity with palaver. So I can make them laugh. We can have the exchange that they want to have and that I want to have. And then at the end, if they say, here's my number, call me. You know, when I get home and I'm alone again, I don't tear it up out of anything. I keep them and think I'll call him someday. I never get to those calls. And I look at it and I, I fold. I just, I think they didn't mean it. I am sort of a fan of theirs. Uh, I, I couldn't call him. I'd feel like I was cold calling somebody to sell them encyclopedias or storm windows. It's it's a weird thing. I've talked with a, in therapy about it over the years. I just don't uh, have the ability to step up and assume that I'm special enough to inhabit what I assume are hallowed halls. And oftentimes you get there and hit, they're scared shitless too. So there you go. A guy with five Emmys, Saturday Night Live, one of the top kind of marquee shows for comedians all these number 21 and yet he's still like ah so if you're feeling that way that's somewhat normal we talked about it last week 70 percent of people suffer from imposter syndrome 
And I'm here to tell you, I can walk you through that. We can get you baby stepped through launching your podcast. So if you haven't heard that episode, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash six two seven. Does anyone know what a podcast is? It's radio on the internet. My mom listens to them and they're totally boring. Well, being boring is definitely a mistake. And if you're a new listener, I work in the tech support area for Libsyn. It's L-I-B-S-Y-N. It stands for Liberated Syndication. In fact, you can actually get a free month if you go to Libsyn.com. We're a media host and use the coupon code SOPFREE. But I get to see a whole different side of podcasting working over there. And I'm seeing some common mistakes. And so I'm bringing this to you so that, well, you don't do them. And here's my first one. I'm going to explain what they are. And then I'm going to explain why I think they're a mistake. And if you don't agree with me, feel free to go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact and tell me to pound salt. But one is, I'm going to call it either a show player. Some people call it a jukebox. And what it is, it's where you go over, you grab a bit of code and you throw it on a page and it shows all of your episodes. Sounds great, right? Well, the, the pros are, this makes it easy to go to one page you click play and you just keep going and going and going. So if you want to listen to your podcast in the background, nothing better than a show player. Now, what's the con of this? Well, there are no show notes on that page. Any show notes that appear are actually on your media host. And the player is served in what's called an iframe. So technically, while this appears on your site, like I'm on your site looking at it, it actually looks like kind of somebody cut a hole in your website and you're looking through it to them. All right. Now we'll explain why this is not a huge deal. Uh, the other one is it makes it kind of hard to share your episode. So I have this one page with all 37 episodes on it and I want to share episode number 18. Okay. I got to now say, well, here it's on this page and then just scroll down to number 18. Those are the cons. And so what I tell people is, look, there are some pros to this. What I recommend is you make your episodes on a single post. So if you're using WordPress for your website, make a post with all your show notes, but also then make this kind of show player on a page. So if people want to binge, binge all you want. And then the other thing you want to do on that page is make subscribe buttons, because they're like, hey, this was really cool. I just listened to the last 15 episodes. Yeah, subscribe. And as soon as number 16 comes out, you'll get it on your device. So to me, the mistake here is not having a show player. The mistake is only having a show player. Because now I'm losing out on some show notes and some Google juice, some SEO traffic, search engine optimization. And it's making it much harder to share. Now, here's another one. And this isn't. I'm just going to give you this fact and then you can do with it what you want. But when I discovered this, I was like, really? What it is, is do you have extra words in your podcast name that are not needed in Apple? And I'm not talking about the title of your episodes here. I'm talking about the title of your show. So in this case, this is going to be called Common Podcasting Mistakes Part 3. I think I've done this a couple different times. That's the name of the title. The name of the show is The School of Podcasting. And in theory, I might want to just call it School of Podcasting. And here's why. Uh, if you have the word the in your title, 
You then compete in Apple Podcasts. This is an Apple Podcast thing. You then compete with everybody else who has the word the in their title. Let me give an example. And I discovered this from uh, Coach Chris over at KookCast. Now, KookCast, very unique name, K-O-O-K-C-A-S-T, KookCast. And if you go to Apple and you search for KookCast, you get one result, and it's Coach Chris and the KookCast. If you put the KookCast, you're now, and I'm basing this, this is not fact, this is my hypothesis, but it's looking like you're now competing with everyone else who has the word the in the title because even though you have this very unique name, KookCast, it doesn't show up in the search results. And when I say this, I mean at all. It's in there, but all these other shows, because I think right now Apple's showing like the last 150 that rank high for the phrase, the KookCast. And even though he's got KookCast nailed and these other ones don't, they rank much higher for the word, the. So that's what I'm seeing here. You can do it yourself and run the test. But to me, it appears that if you have the word the in your title, you're going to then compete against everyone else who has the word the. Likewise, you might want to remove the word podcast because, well, um, isn't it somewhat obvious that it's a podcast being that you're looking for it in an app called Apple Podcasts or Overcast or Stitcher that all house these things called podcasts? So do we really have to say it's a podcast? So Take with it what it is. I'm not sure what we do with that besides go to Apple and go, hey, do you know your search is kind of like messed up in a way? But it's hard to say. It just sees the word the like it was the word purple or recorder or whatever word. So it's, it is what it is. I just want to make sure you knew that. The next mistake I see people making is you'll go to, and I'm just using Apple Podcast today. But you go in there and you see and see that, hey, it's the, you know, it's the blah, blah, blah podcast hosted by unknown. And what this is, is there is a field in whatever system you're using, whether it's PowerPress, Spreaker, Podbean, Libsyn, there is a field in there. And in Libsyn, it's under, you go to destinations, edit Libsyn classic feed, and the field is called author. And when your author field is blank, you can submit it to Apple and they will actually approve it. But it says the author is unknown. And it just, in my opinion, again, I always like to point out when I just have an opinion, it just makes you look like a hack. And plus, this is one of the few features or few fields that actually get searched. So I just said, hey, the Apple search, if you have the word the there, it could, well, now you could say, hey, just search for Dave Jackson and Apple and you'll find all my podcasts, which is kind of cool. Notice I said Dave Jackson, not David. And that's a weird thing, but I go by Dave. I don't care if you call me David, but I had to pick one. And so I went with Dave. Uh, so by having an author tag that people can search for, it again will make it easy to be found or easier to be found. Now, the other thing I should point out here, the last thing I want to do is steer my audience to go find me in Apple podcasts 
for reasons I don't think I have to explain. But instead, I send people to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe, and I've got all the buttons there, and I think you should do the same. Make a button on your website with directions and screenshots, depending on how new to podcasting your audience is, because you don't want to, you know, grab them by the hand and drag them over. And that leads me to the last little mistake that I see people are making, and I'm seeing this more and more and more. And it confuses me, but I see it all the time because there are so many options for this. I will go to a podcast website. I see the show. I can click play. But when I go to subscribe, there is one and only one option. And of course, some of you are like, yep, I know what he's going to say. You're right. Apple Podcasts. And if you're on Android, well, guess what? You're out of luck. I don't know. Hope you figure it out because I don't care about you. And what gets me about, you could put Stitcher, you could put Spotify. And now, of course, there's Google Podcasts. And I have links at School of Podcasting on how to get your show into Google Podcasts. But here's the thing that you don't realize is I'll have an article in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 628. And they show that according to statscounter.com, Android currently has 74% of the market in Europe. And I realize that sometimes us Americans think the world revolves around the U.S., but there are actually other people on the other side of the planet. And apparently there's a lot of Android phones over there. And when you go to your website and say, please, I need more downloads. I need you to subscribe. And then you don't give them a button they're probably waving a certain finger on their hand at you because you're like, well, I don't know, figure it out. You know, I don't know. I'm not on anything that you can get, but I really need more subscribers. That's the one that makes me scratch my head because it's easy. It's easy to get links to Spotify if you have the right media host. It's easy to get links to Stitcher for anybody and and links to Google Podcasts. Google Play Music, they haven't announced it yet. That's one of the things I'm going to ask the Google people when I'm at Podcast Movement this week is, hey, how long till you kill that thing? Because I'll be happy to take it out behind the barn. Really, no, I won't charge you anything. Let's just get rid of it. I'll find out. But those are just a couple mistakes that I want to make sure you're aware of so that you're not doing those. And if you have any questions on these, like, hey, Dave, I think I'm doing that. How do I not do it? please schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. I really love helping people. And one of the ways I help them and help people avoid these common mistakes, these common headaches is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener and save 20% on either a monthly or yearly subscription, or you can buy courses a la carte and I will have you on the inside. You'll have access to me to email me on my super double secret probation email system that doesn't get lost in my inbox. You have access to our private Facebook group to network with other podcasters and you get access to twice a month live training. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener. If you are at podcast movement, people keep asking, is there a Dave Jackson meetup? Yes, there is. It's Tuesday and Wednesday at the Libsyn booth. Come and find me. Give me a big hug, handshake, 
fist bump, whatever you want to do. I'm down for it. Let's take some selfies. Uh, I that's I would love to meet you. One of the things I go to these events for is so I can look you in the eye and go, hey, what should I be doing different at the School of Podcasting? What do you like? What do you dislike? Tell me about your story. Let's get it because of my podcast story. Let's get a last five and five, whatever it is. I'm there to get uh, to start relationships. I'm there to get content. And I can't do that unless you find me. And because I'm going to be pretty much in one place, Tuesday and Wednesday at the Lipson booth, that's the best place to find me. Thursday, I'll be speaking. And then Tuesday night, I got that little Hall of Fame thing that I'm going to be speaking at as they induct me into the Hall of Fame. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, having my buddy Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast uh, kick me in there. That'll be pretty fun. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to meeting you. So thank you so much. I will see you in Philly if you're there. If not, I will see you right back here next Monday with another episode of the School of Podcasting. Take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a time.